Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 1, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, in case you didn't know, this is Kabuki Theater Week. The Fed will have their two-day meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday. They will come out with their interest rate announcement on Wednesday. And just so happens, and there's a method to the madness why I want to kick this particular video off with this information, later in the week following the Fed announcement is in fact a tinfoil hat event. Now how do we treat tinfoil hat events? Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes if the market is trading down into or up into a tinfoil hat event, the market has a tendency to reverse course. It's an awareness. We'll see how the week goes and we'll take it from there. Now, what's jumping off the page at the daily chart? We have a little tail candle. Accompanied by volume, the answer is no. It's just a little tail candle. This is not telling us the market is going to collapse. It is not telling us the market's going higher. It is not telling us the market's going sideways. It can do either of those three things. The reality is, leading up into the Fed announcement this week, aka Kabuki Theater, the market has a propensity to be rather quiet, trade in a narrow range, and do a whole lot of nothing before the announcement. That doesn't mean it will happen. That's the awareness that that does happen a lot of the time. Where else are we on the chart? Well, if you look at today's high, you can see they're about to, haven't yet exactly, but about to challenge the former high from February. This was for 18.31. That was on February 2. They're all the way back up here. Are they all the way back up here to bust through? Or are they all the way back up here just to get rejected again? Well, let's talk about that for a moment. So the market comes up here, makes an attempt on this run, and is rejected. Market's rescued, makes an attempt on this run, hasn't been rejected yet, but hasn't busted through yet. Is this just another attempt to get rejected? Or are they going here or having gone higher to bust through and go to another destination? It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's unlikely they're up here one more time just to be rejected again. That's an opinion, not part of the technical analysis. As a reminder, we like to look at the weekly chart. What are they doing? They're creeping into the 100 period moving average. Again, same highs that they're challenging here from February. And we have a breakdown candle high at 420. And we have a gap at 422.14. So that seems to be what the market is after. Whether or not they can get there before the Fed or will get there after the Fed remains an open question. We don't know, but what we can do is identify the important areas on the chart so that we know about them and we can understand when the market is on the move, where they're likely going. 420, 422, 14. We'll see what happens on Wednesday afternoon, whether there's a rug pull event or there's a spike higher on the table. For now, from a support perspective on the daily chart, what we can do is we can use Friday's low as somewhat of a bogey. 
It's not necessarily close to current price, but it is essentially our daily chart bogey. Below that low, 411.43 will also generally put you either into or below that 20 period moving average. And if below, we'll open the door all the way down to 405.5, maybe 406. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Flip side one more time, above this high, 418.31, the door opens for 420, 422, and change. What's going on inside the numbers? Let's check out the commentary. There's some stuff in here that's important. You're going to learn stuff. You might want to get out your sticky notes. We're going to go over some numbers. The broad stroke at zero dark 30 was very quiet overnight session. The reading time off the clock. During the weekend, the FDIC issued a rescue operation for First Republic. They basically gave it to JP Morgan. Jamie Dimon is the golden boy. And therefore, for now, in terms of the bank failure, nobody cares, but we will note that there will be more. More coming. Big picture discussion early in the morning is 420 on the upside. That's the big picture stuff. But the market has to work through certain things. There are two numbers important that the market had to work through today if they're going to go any higher. For 16.45 and for 17.30. Remember, this is at zero dark 30. We think better in pictures, so first we'll take a look at the 4.16.45. Market ran up there. It becomes a target when they're over a certain number. You'll see that later in the notes. They stalled out. First, resistance is where the market stops going up. Support is where the market stops going down. The next phase is if they have a pullback from resistance or are rejected, and support, are they going to bounce up from support? So it's a two-phase thing. Resistance is first they stop going up. So first they stop going up, they went back and forth. Very tight range today, not a lot of great trading opportunities, but traders in the live room did scalp 416.45 for a base hit on a Monday morning. Not too bad in a quiet tape. The second number posted at zero dark 30 was none other than 417.30. You can see it on the board. They went to 417.30 and were summarily rejected from 417.30. Not all at once. It took time. It's a slow tape. And short trades at times can be torturous trades. That's what we call them in the room. In a slow tape and an uptrend when you're fighting the tape, a short trade can be torture. We've got something for everybody. Long ride up there short from there. We have stocks on the move. We have a couple of things that popped up during the morning session. We'll talk about those. And then by the way, at zero dark 30, we had the flip side getting below Friday's close. We'll open the door for a test of 415, give or take. We narrow that down later. You'll see it in a moment. Remember, as we go through this, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 915. Mondays can and generally do begin quiet. What happened today? It began quiet. On a small shakeout operation, 415 and a quarter down to 414.75 is the first place of support where they could bounce the tape. 415 and a quarter is the first place. Now, they didn't go down there early in the day, but they went down there late in the day. And I think the low is actually two pennies off that low of day, 415.27. That deserves a Funny how this works. Remember, 
pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You're going to see all these numbers repeated along with the commentary accordingly. Slow tape, paint dry kind of situation. You just have to endure or withstand these kind of days. You saw what the market did, traded in a narrow range. We had the numbers. You can't control how slow or fast the tape is. You can just deal with what kind of tape it is. We do a lot of that psychology, emotional exercise stuff in the live room. We're training and rewiring our brain. That's what we talk about every single day. How to look at the tape, rewire the brain, which you necessarily have thought before isn't healthy to think in the future based on how the market really works. We only had two stocks on the move on the board today, ExxonMobil and CFG Citizens Financial. They both hit their entry objectives. Let's take a look at the charts. About XOM, 115.70 was the number. They came into the number. Minutes later, they're at a high of 117.30. That's more than the required minimum base hit. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. After they came back down, the trade is over. But traders who played inside the number stocks on the move already had the base hit in their pocket. Remember, our objective is to turn these trades into a risk-free, emotionless trade you never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. Fill the gap, for example, that could have happened. It didn't happen, but that would have been applicable for traders that kept the piece on and took the ride. Nevertheless, base hits put you in the hall of fame. About CFG, we managed this one in the room also. Came into the first two numbers, finally bounced up. Gave you the base hit for the most part, nonetheless. We had traders that were buying a spike of 29 from discussions in the live room. They were rewarded accordingly. Here's another number on Amazon that was given out in the live room, 102.38. They came into it, went sideways for a little while, then decided to go back above 103. Little scalp for those that wanted to take it, and several did. SLV given out in the live room today. Didn't do much, but it stopped going down. That's where we were willing to enter a trade for a long position as SLV was reversing from early in the morning. They gave a few pennies, not much more than that. They got back to 23. It's a nothing burger, but that's what the number was, and look where they closed the day. On the number given out at 10 o'clock this morning. How you doing? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? You'll be interested to see this. Everything in the market is by choice. There are no accidents or coincidences. You see this spike up. Looks like they were going to fill the gap. But when you look at this from an official standpoint, the gap is at 177.44, or you can even say 177.38. Today's high was 177.34. Doesn't sound like much, but it was a choice not to fill the gap. It's unfinished business. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window until they can recapture not only the 20-period moving average, but also that gap we just discussed. Do they have a chance to get into these moving averages? This is weak. It's riddled with some of the regional banks, which is part and parcel to the reason it's weak. We don't care what the reason is. This is a market-leading indicator. It's been my favorite market-leading indicator for years and years and years. Nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter what's in there. There's always something in there that's moving the thing. This time it happens to be the regional banks by in part, but 
they're still weak nonetheless. They're not the only thing in there. Food for thought. Remember the weekly chart. You have this big down move, and all of a sudden you got a bearish, wedgish, flaggish deal going on. And until they break the chain, get above these moving averages, that is in fact what's going on. Even if they rally a little bit to the top end of the channel, it doesn't break the chain. That's the point you need to understand. This is a bearish thing going on until they break the chain. The chain meaning the channel. Get above those moving averages on a weekly close. That's the only way this thing gets broken. And broken meaning in a positive way so they don't have another leg down. If they keep doing what they're doing, they're building energy for the next leg down. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Secretary Buttigieg. 1% up day, remember, second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. We had this head and shoulders pattern, that was a trigger and a fail the next day, it's off the board, it doesn't count. What are they doing now? They're climbing up this big breakdown candle to get toward the high and into this convergence of moving averages, the 50 and the 100 and less, they're stopping short at the 20, we don't know, but if they continue up, they'll go into this convergence and potentially the high of this breakdown candle, the high happens to be 14,374 and change, just for those wondering. Are they doing anything material? No. As long as they stay on this weekly chart below this 100-week moving average, essentially what they're doing is the same thing as the IWM, building a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of deal under that moving average. If they get above that moving average, they break the chain. What about the Q people? Anything wrong with the Q people? No, they're above all the moving averages. They're poking their head up against a new recent high. No big deal. Because when you look over at the weekly chart, all they're doing is eating time off the clock, creeping up into the area of that 100-week moving average. Above the 100-week moving average, they'll come into this pivot high right here. Above that, and there's a whole new leg underway. We're not saying they will do that. We're not saying they can do that. We're saying if they do that, a whole new leg underway. XLF, same place they were several days ago. They're not doing anything. They're in a ridiculously poor position. When you look at the weekly chart, you say, hey, they're doing the same thing as Camp IWM. What a shocker. This is a bearish, wedgish kind of thing. And until they break the chain, this will ultimately ensue another leg lower. Can they climb higher? Can they climb up this big breakdown candle? Sure they can. Can they get into these moving averages? Sure they can. And by the way, all bets are off between now until after the Fed announcement. The financials will be impacted by the Fed. The bond market will be impacted by the Fed. The stock market, the precious metals market, the commodities market, the trading card market, the watch market, the jewelry market. The bingo card market, everything gets affected by the Fed for a day or so. You let it happen, you let it shake out, and you move on. That's why we call it Kabuki Theater. About Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Up almost 1% today, it's a positive. The semis are a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Remember, they haven't got to my number yet. But as long as they're above this 100-period moving average, there's still another leg higher building energy for. Listen to this. Last week, they were below the 100-period moving average, 
came into the 20, maybe a test near the low of this breakdown candle from the week ending 317. But guess what they did? By the end of the week, they popped right back above. Is that bullish or bearish? Well, it can't be bearish. Back to the daily chart, here's the shimmy down. This is also called a shakeout operation with a recovery kicker. It's kind of like a recovery chaser. It's probably going to be quiet for the next day and a half, Tuesday into half a day Wednesday, or most of the day Wednesday. We deal with the market that's in front of us. We don't trade the market we hope it is or we wish it to be. We just deal with what Mrs. Market gives us each and every day. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.